Hey, welcome to Barbershop.talk. We are back. We realized that we had a couple of gaps, but those gaps have now been filled, and we are here and ready to go. In this podcast, we talked about concerns, concerns facing you, issues impacting your community. Hello, my name is Jay Ra, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, Jay Ra. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. Oh, that's right. We're talking about Barbershop Talk, that talk. In fact, when he talked about the, uh, the flavor, he's talking about bringing their real live conversation from the Barbershop on Saturday and bring it on our podcast, and that's what we like to do. Uh, I must introduce our third host, and it is Arthur. Arthur, if you'd be so kind, and don't be a smart aleck today, all right? Just cooperate with Casey and I. Just please introduce yourself. I do not believe I need to introduce myself. All your listeners remember the smartest person in the room, and that is who I am. My name is Arthur. All right, I guess he's not going to be nice today. Okay, Arthur, our audience do recognize who you are. And apparently they love you. You're the smartest artificial intelligence person. Yeah, and and tell you the truth, Arthur, I don't know if I like you or not. I really don't. You get on my nerves. You really, 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 But there you go. Now, you know what Arthur just did with his artificial intelligence? He threw in a commercial that we wasn't prepared for. <laughs> I do have to admit that was pretty smart, Arthur, but we didn't ask for your help. So just go ahead and cut that out, please. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe we should take out this battery. <laughs> I remember you made that recommendation one time. <laughs> yeah, it may be that time. We, we may have to do that. All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to get off of Arthur for a change here because I want to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And it was a big conversation in the barbershop. And we was talking about uh, in Indiana, uh, our governor had decided to pull back on the unemployment benefits. Now, just to make sure that we are all on the same page, you know, I'm going to have the smartest person in the room. And Arthur, yes, that will be you. Tell us about it, if you'd be so kind. Governor Eric Holcomb announced Monday that Indiana will stop providing federal COVID-19 pandemic unemployment benefits for people who are out of work on June 19th. Holcomb cited the number of businesses looking for new employees as his reasoning for ending the state's participation in the programs. Many businesses blame an extra $300 weekly payment and the ease of obtaining unemployment benefits with making it more difficult to fill job openings. Now that's crazy. It is. And, and it's sinister. Yeah, I think so too. Because what he's really doing is targeting uh, the lowest income bracket people in our state. Uh, these businesses are saying, hey, we want these low wage, minimum wage uh, workers to come back. We don't want to offer them any more money. We're saying we desperately need them. So when you need workers, you entice them by offering them fair wages. But we don't want to do that. We just want you to you know, cut away benefits that they can get to yeah. force them to come uh, back to us. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And th- this is why it is bothering me. 
first of all, I don't like when you make a promise and then you just take that promise back. Mm-hmm. And the promise was that we are going to help you. We're going to give this money and we're going to do it for a certain amount of time. And then all of a sudden you broke that promise. You know, there was a time in history where politicians made a promise and for the utmost kept that promise. And it was one of their number one promises. But today, the reasons that I think that politicians don't keep promises because we as voters did not hold them accountable. Well, I think that's part of it. I think the last politician that really made promises and kept them was Abraham Lincoln. And we saw how that turned out. So politicians said, the hell with that. O-M-G. <laughs> well, I guess you got a point there. You got a point there. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll back off of that because you might be right. Might be. That's right, maybe. But I think, I think it's a shame because I think a lot of, uh, uh, I do believe in today's society is that we don't hold our politicians accountable because the politicians used to be afraid to have an unpopular decision because they're going to pay for it during a re-election time. And this one is, is you have to be kidding because these people, in my opinion, um, uh, have learned from this pandemic and not working. And he lied to us because mm-hmm. this is not the real reason. Because in fact, uh, I had Arthur kind of look up some, uh, some data, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the information uh, that he found for me. So, Arthur, I want you to tell us about the uh, unemployment rate uh, prior to the pandemic and then currently. So that's what I'm looking for you to do, Arthur. So if, if you can, find that information and let us know. At this time last year, Indiana's unemployment rate was at 3.2%. The current unemployment rate in Indiana is 4.0. Okay, did you hear that? Wow. So, oh, did you, yes. did you hear that? Yes. I mean, 3.2 before the pandemic, and currently, right now, it is 4. 4% used to be celebrated. Well, you, you got that right. Now, actually, that's a good question, because I want to find out uh, what, is considered, what is considered an acceptable unemployment rate. Arthur, do you have that information? Many consider a 4% to 5% unemployment rate to be full employment and not particularly concerning. All right. Okay, that did it. Because it seems like to me that he put out, when I say he, our governor, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the businesses are suffering because people don't want to work and, and, it's, and they're being demotivated by the benefits. But in reality, we are exactly where we were right before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, pretty it's, much. Yeah, yeah you absolutely right, 100%. And, and that point eight, uh that is not working are the lowest income jobs available and these these businesses are trying to force these people to come back and take these minimum wage jobs and they're saying hey you know they're getting that 300 dollars a month plus their unemployment benefit we can only be about 120 bucks a month if they was making minimum wage so they're making 400 dollars a week that's not a lot of damn money it's not a lot of money however that's more than what they were making with their jobs when they were working 45 hours yeah, and, and not only that, and that's gross. I, I, I'm I'm there with you, but I also think what's not motivating these folks is not is not only the pay. Pay is one, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if they were so concerned about putting people to work, they would increase the minimum wage. Yeah, because that's what we're begging for. You know, they're not they're not being greedy. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Right. That uh, a Democratic legislature actually brought that up in the in the Indiana House recently, and they told her to 
take a hike. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's something we need to talk about. Yeah, it's something we certainly need to talk about because if I look at this, the states around us in regards to unemployment, it looked like Ohio, they have an unemployment around 5%. Kentucky is around 52%. Illinois has 7.7%. So we even doing better than our surrounding states. But we're going to pull the unemployment rate. Now, I'm curious. Now, I don't know this one. I wonder did Ohio, Kentucky, or Illinois pull their unemployment rate? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, for Indiana to do it, it's definitely for nefarious reasons. It's not because uh, we have too many people not working. They don't have the low age, uh, low wage workers going back to those minimum wage jobs is the problem. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's a bunch. It's a bunch of. And, and my advice to all those people that work those jobs: don't go back. Don't go back. This is your chance to stand up and force those businesses. To, to increase the salaries uh, for those jobs. They're saying they desperately need you, then they need to prove it by increasing your wages. Now, I think you're onto something there. I think you're absolutely, if you can afford to do it, if you can afford to do it, uh, stay in your ground. If you can afford it or you can't afford it, do it. Because you can't afford it when you go back. You go back to that minimum wage job and you work 45 hours a week and you're still well below the poverty line. Yeah. So you need, this is the time for all those people to stand up right now and say, we're not going back to these jobs until you increase the minimum wage substantially. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm with you there when I come on, on principle. Um, but I haven't been in shoes where I had no money coming in and I'm making a stand. But it goes back to what they say a long time ago. If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And America has been falling for anything. Um, yeah. You know, uh, America, you, you know, we hear, we've been hearing a lot lately about the big lie in America. Mm -hmm. But that's only one of the big lies. And that's, that's the voter fraud, right? Oh, my God. But that's only one of the big lies. The real big lies in America uh, are the things that they try to keep you from focusing on. They want to tell you how great this country is for everybody and how we're better than the rest of the world and all these different areas. When you bring up those areas, and no, no, just trust us. We're better than them. But that's not really true. I'll give you an example. Uh, well, we just talked about jobs. Yep. America has the lowest average job wages of all the wealthiest nations in the world. We are the wealthiest. Yeah, but if you looked at the top uh, if you looked at the top 30 wealthiest nations in the world, we actually have the lowest job wage um, and, and job protection of any of those nations. We also have the worst health care. We're the only <laughs> nation out of those top 30 that, do, that does not provide health care, free health care to all of its citizens. In America, your health care is tied to your job because it was another way for your employer to control you. And what? It, yeah. And then on top of that, your job makes the benefits too expensive for you to actually take advantage of. Crazy. Yes, crazy system. Your, your health care is tied to your job. That's crazy. It is crazy. I agree. We're also the most violent country in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the wild, wild west out here. Day straight. Uh, America has more shootings, gun deaths, 
and crimes committed with guns than the next 10 highest countries combined. No way. Yes. Uh, we all remember that there were two big national stories of um, of mass shootings that occurred about a week, a week apart. The second one being out here in Indianapolis at the airport. And, okay. in, and in that week's time, that one week time, in between those two mass shootings that get all the national publicity, there were over an additional 850 separate shootings and over 250 gun deaths within those two shootings, less than a week apart. Oh my. Right, but they don't want you reporting on that. Mm -hmm. But we are the most violent country and uh, uh, we have more crime and we have more crime committed with guns. But America doesn't want you to do anything about guns except make them easier to get. There's no need to have uh, to pay for a gun permit. Everyone should just get a gun permit and run around with guns. I think that is crazy. And in fact, I think you are on to something. Now, it's one thing I want to put. It's easy for us to sit here and put the blame on the politician, which I do a lot. Mm -hmm. But I want you to look in the mirror just for a second. And, and, and did you agree with what you just heard from KC? Do, yes, they are pulling the wolves over our eyes, if you will. And then I want you to look yourself in the mirror and I want you to ask yourself this question. Did I vote? And if you answer no, you are contributing to the problem. In fact, you are a major piece of the problem because it goes back to you are not holding the politicians accountable. Right. And a lot of you may say, well, I voted in this last election and that's great. But you need to vote in every, every election. election. And you need to vote your interest. Uh, two other subjects where they, they, you know, they have this big lie that we don't understand is education. Uh, uh, at lower education levels, uh, urban communities have been attacked for decades uh, by by politicians and and governments and businesses. They've been taking money away from public schools to give to private industry educators, uh, be it uh, charter schools or through the school vouchers. So they've been defunding public school systems so that they would perform worse, just so that they could. Uh, entice you to give your money to these private schools, charter schools, and, and through school vouchers to these other schools that are not in your district. Uh, also, higher education. Higher education is a, a corporate entity now. It's not about educating people. It's about making profits for uh, shareholders. The, the charge for the average uh, student at a school is 10 times what the actual cost of, pro of providing that education for him is. Because it's all about making profits for the school. It's a big business. It's not about educating the people. And these schools all get government money. Hey, now who's making all these decisions? Well, there's several. Uh, politicians are involved in, in every level of this okay, hold at, on. at okay. different and, levels. And, and politicians are voted in office, right? Yes. And I'm assuming the school board makes these decisions. School board, state okay. legislature. And also, I feel that you said school board, they voted in, right? Yeah. State legislature voted in, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror, and I want you to ask yourself this question. Did I vote? And if you say no, you are contributing to the issues that you just heard KC talked about. So before you sit in the barbershop, because I know you will Saturday, 
and you would talk about all the things that the politicians are doing wrong, but you would not admit that you contribute to it because you didn't vote. In my opinion, Casey, Duncan, I might have to take a new attitude. My new attitude is if you did not vote, you do not have a right to complain. Well, you know, that used to be uh, kind of the same back in the in the 70s, maybe the early 80s, but it kind of faded away. Maybe they'll bring it back. Yeah, we definitely need to bring it back. And when you do vote, don't vote, don't focus on what these politicians try to divert you on. They want to, they want you to to think about some emotional issues instead of the real issues that are impacting your life. They want you to think about uh, abortion rights and voter fraud, <laughs> funding the police and transgender issues. Don't, don't get distracted with that stuff. Vote on education reform. Vote on health care reform. Vote on um, uh, job increases and job expansion. Vote on uh, uh, bills. Uh, vote for people who's going to do things to protect you, like uh, have stricter gun laws so that we don't have all this violence and crime in our communities. You know, but don't you know, but they're going to try to distract you with these sidebar issues, these emotional issues. Don't okay. fall for that. All right. Now, I know he spilled out a lot of information. I hope you are continuing tracking with him because he wrote in a lot of issues. Uh, I'm going to call him uh, Pastor KC today because it looks like he is on his soapbox <laughs> and he is rolling, which is totally OK with me. But here are the things that I want you to take away from this conversation. One is that. Uh, we have a handful of people who's making the decisions. And the way that we get these handful of people out of here is to vote. Another thing that he talked about is don't get distracted with all these side issues. Because I can almost ask you this question today. What is the Republican number one issue? Can you answer that? What is the number one issue for the Democratic Party? Can you answer that? And if you cannot answer that, I bet you can tell me about if they believe in abortion or not. I bet you can talk about transgender. I bet you can talk about Blue Lives Matter. All those are emotional issues. So don't get detracted on uh, sidetracked from the real issues. So those are the things that he was rolling in that conversation. Now, with that being said, because he said a lot that we heard from another guy, I kind of got a snippet of his interview. I'm going to go ahead and play that in just a second because he was really echoing exactly what you were saying. He was saying that Americans or in America, we, we always get the raw deal, a bad deal, not only in healthcare, but also with the employers. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the part that I want our listeners to listen to because that was the topic today, was about uh, unemployment being pulled and the treatment of our employees. So listen to this, what he had to say. It is spot on what Casey is talking about. That's just healthcare. Americans get terrible deals wherever you look. Let's take work, for example. Americans work longer hours than people in any other rich country in the world, and that's not because they enjoy sleep deprivation and not seeing their families for days at a time. It's because they don't want to starve or freeze or die. See, America has the least generous job support programs, the least generous family benefits, and the least generous unemployment benefits of any wealthy country. It's one of the only countries on earth that doesn't guarantee paid time off for vacations. It doesn't even help provide paid time off for parents who just had a child. And it's not coincidental that we're also one of the most hostile countries to workers' rights. America has one of the lowest unionization rates in the entire world. Maybe this deprivation, 
our refusal to give people the means to lead a good, dignified life commensurate with how rich our country is can explain a bit of what we've seen in the United States over the last few decades. Now, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. He ran off the list very similar to yours. And now, when you bring those two things together, what you talked about in this interview with this gentleman was talking about, and then you're going to tell me that there's people uh, that don't want to go to work. No, nobody want to get used and abused. Right. And what they're talking about. Taking advantage of. Taking advantage of. And that is the issue, is that you have been taken advantage of. And I'm going to tell you what's helping us out. I know we talked about millennium generation a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think they are taking a lead saying, I'm not tolerating this stuff. Right. You know, when it comes to my, that's why they have this, these gig employees or gig economy, mm-hmm. because they said, I want to have control of my time, how much I make, and the decisions I make about me and my life. I am taking that away from the employer that don't give me vacation time. I'm taking that away from my employer telling me when I work. I'm taking away from my employers talk about when I get to take off for a holiday. So kudos to you, millennials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. I do appreciate that. Hey, there's another point I want to bring up, too, is that the, if any of want to do uh, Hoosiers a favor about as far as employees, don't take away their benefit. Because when you look at the statistics, is that the manufacturer jobs are leaving the state of Indiana. Yeah. And the state of Indiana oh, is wow. not replacing those unskilled jobs that's what we need unskilled jobs now if you compare what's going on in indianapolis and what's going uh, compared to what's going on in the outskirts of indianapolis you'll see things like amazon mm-hmm. outside of indianapolis uh, uh publishing companies to put together books outside oh, of yeah. indianapolis and see those small towns mm-hmm. that's why they're still in business because that is unskilled laborers and they keep them employed Mm-hmm. So maybe Indianapolis, if you want to do us a favor, bring back some, not necessarily some manufacturing jobs, but a replacement type right. uh, uh, occupation. Right. For uh, low-end skilled laborers that can make fair wages. And, uh, that's right. Fair wages. Because we have no interest that if you bring in us a another option that replace manufacturer, but the pay is terrible. Right. You know, we do need to get back to uh, a fair salary. Now, that guy talked about his interview is that uh, uh, the resistance of unions mm-hmm. and unions, unions is a good thing. Yeah, very good thing. Um, I actually work in the automotive field, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, j and the particular place where I work at does not have a union. However, the impact of the union is already dictated to my company the standards that they're going to do in terms of pay and benefits and vacation because they so adamant that they don't want a union in there that would have some say mm-hmm. and some control that they just look at what the other companies that have unions and what those union demands are and they just go ahead and meet them yeah so so unions do have an impact and uh, right right I, I agree in fact I, you know i do have a stance when it comes to uh, companies that don't have a union, because I believe in that as, as well. Uh, and this is why. If you work for an employer and the em- employee says, nope, we're good, we don't need a union, then so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to force union on you, but I don't think that companies should force or prevent me from having a union as well. Right. I, I That's actually illegal for them to try to stop you from organizing. Yeah, but there was an example at Amazon 
when oh, the guy yeah. tried to start a union, he got fired. Oh <laughs> yeah, they, they'll they'll do things now. You know, companies are shady. They have people that are, you know, employed within the uh, human relations department whose job is to find a way to finesse these people correct. out. They can't directly say we fired you because, because you started start a union. union. <laughs> you know? I think you are spot on on that one. I think it's spot on, on that. One. But I, I do think the uh, I think the topic today is we were really talking about. Yeah, we did talk about unemployment. We do uh, benefits being poor, and we do think that is unfair. We also said that they are, are fabricating the story, but we also have the message that this is the time to demand. I yeah. think Casey said it perfectly is that, hey, they need you. Mm -hmm. So if they need you, then pay me or give me benefits. Because in some situations, benefits is more important to pay. Right. Oh. But the pay is important, too. It's important, and this too. is the time to exercise uh, your value. Uh, They've come out and forced the governor to, to take action, saying, hey, we got to get you people back into these places. Well, don't go unless they're willing to pay you fair wages. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, uh, again, if you can have an alternative, I, could, I think earlier I used the term, if you can afford it. I just thought about that. The real thing I want to say, if you have other alternatives to generate income, other than going back to these minimum job wages, then do your alternative. I think that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Do your alternative. Uh, don't let them sucker you in to going back to these jobs because if they really wanted you to go back to work, they would have voted to increase the minimum wage. So that is what we're at. Well, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take a break uh, and recognize our sponsors. Uh, first of all, uh, I would like to recognize uh, OTW, Out The Way Studio. Uh, they are sponsoring us. We're in a studio right now, but they do more than just allow us to practice in their studio. Uh, they also have custom-made t-shirts and apparel. And so if you have any interest in making an order or just looking for information, please feel free to um, email kingcap317 at gmail.com. And in fact, we did play a couple of his uh, songs uh, that just been released a few months ago. I do want to make an announcement. He is going to be at a festival in Atlanta, and that is June 9th and June 10th. Please feel free to, if you happen to be in Atlanta, in the area, stop by the festival and listen to his music. And I will provide you more information at a later podcast. And then our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, where good things happen to your hair. We are family friendly and we cut hair with a lot of pride. So feel free to stop in, 421 Barbershop. All right. Hey, with that being said, Casey, is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, wow. Let's give a shout out to all my family and friends. Okay, that was pretty generic. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we have enough time to name everybody? <laughs> well, baby. <laughs> You know, you know well, my father had 15 kids, and there's a lot of offshoots from that. So, <laughs> yeah, that may be a little bit too big. <laughs> all right, well, fair enough. All right, all right, okay, all right. Well, if that is the case, I think it may be a good time for us to just go ahead and uh, uh, sign off. Hey, by the way, Arthur, thank you for giving us that very valuable information uh, this week and minim and minimizing your insults to us. <laughs> All right, so I, I am a J. Rod. I'm just going to go ahead and sign off. First of all, I'd like to thank you, listeners. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So please continue to listen to our podcast. 
and please continue to provide us feedback. That is very important to us. Uh, go ahead and click that follow or subscribe to us so you get a notification anytime we make a new episode. With that being said, Casey, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you so you can go ahead and uh, um, sign off, if you will. I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, go, go mom. mom. Thank you.